0: Welcome to the Obsolete Gaming Podcast. My name is Dan, joined by Jake. Hello. And today we have a special guest. He has been on it before, and it is our friend Andy Walker. Hello. Thanks how for having me. How are we doing, man?
1: Yeah, all good. All good. Excited to uh, get ahead with this podcast. I think we've got an interesting topic to talk about, so let's see how it goes.
0: Yes, we do. And this week's it is Gaming Critics about the relevancy. How it affects the gaming world, you know. We'll obviously be talking about cyberpunk and sponsorships, embargoes, you know. You name it, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll start the ball rolling. And like, well, Andy, how how did, would you say are they relevant today as they used to be?
1: I feel like in uh, today's culture that they they play a part, but I I, I don't know. I feel like there's much better ways. To analyze a game than some person's opinion on the internet. Like you can literally watch videos for yourself. I feel like they still play a part, obviously, uh, but I just don't think they're as important as they were like ten, fifteen years ago when you didn't have access to YouTube and the internet. Like you could just pick up a magazine and that was literally the only information you have about a certain video game—is you reading about it in a pa- in a magazine. Yeah.
2: You know, I remember a time like around would have been around that time, probably early two thousands, a game used to do, like the shop game, used to do their own magazine, like where they reviewed games. And I remember reading one of them, and I never thought about it at the time, but my mate said, I wouldn't trust that and I went, Why? Well, it's like, Well, they want to sell it to you, don't they? So they're not gonna say anything's terrible and I was like, It just blew my mind. I mean, I know it's obvious, but I just never never thought about it. Do you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, like at the end of the day, like, you could never really get a fully honest review on something like if they review something bad surely that would negatively affect their sales for that particular game so they might be you know have a bit of leeway about whether something's good or bad they could be like oh we'll just focus on the good points and then we just won't talk about the negative
2: that's it because i remember i used to get a nintendo official magazine from the uh, around about the N 64 era is where i started picking that up and i don't ever remember them i mean there was some there was games that got glittering reviews but i don't ever remember many getting downright terrible a couple, but not many. If you know what I because mean, because seven out of ten is yeah. probably the
0: worst you'll probably get.
2: Yeah, they used to do it in percentages on that. I remember it was yeah, like they, they yeah. used to do it
0: with PlayStation Magazine as well. Because obviously, talking about like today versus back then, like we when we were growing up during our, you know, about fifty years ago, <laughs> about you know twenty years ago or so, mm. um, it was all magazines. We basically had to look at upcoming games. Like I remember when mm. GTA Vice City was coming out, and I remember. App's been so excited, but obviously these are the days before YouTube, Mm. so you never got like videos and game developer updates and things. You just had magazines and you had screenshots. The worthy
2: odd there was the odd tv show but they were on rare channels that might show you a snippet of game footage but that was always you know, that always felt really cool if you could see them mm. i mean it now, yeah it's ridiculous how you can just I think, go I think, with. I
1: think i remember one being on bravo that i used to record on sky when i was a kid and that was like my only gaming thing that you could see on you on well on tv like mm. it just, just wasn't a thing yeah. it was such oh. a niche back in I remember the days. yeah
2: before the GameCube came out, I remember. I think it came with that Nintendo magazine, or I don't. I don't know how I got hold of it, but it was a VHS tape. It was only about fifteen minutes long, and it was just a giant advert for the games coming out for the GameCube. I must have watched that about fifteen times.
0: There weren't a lot of <laughs> launch
2: games for the GameCube, though, was there? A fair few. Was there? Yeah, I mean, Smash Brothers came out only a couple of weeks in.
0: Oh, I, I, I always thought the GameCube had um,
2: yeah. a weak lineup. But... Luigi's Mansion had a few, like you know, a few sort of. Yeah, he didn't ones. have a
0: mainline Mario game, did he? No. No, that mm-hmm.
2: Sunshine came out a few months later, but it had, like, Rogue Squadron, or what was it called then? The the, the, the second Rogue Squadron, whatever that was called, and it had uh, Burnout, which I know wasn't... But, you know, it had Decent-ish, mm. but it didn't have anything... I know what you're saying. It didn't have that... Well, supposed to Smash Brothers. it was only a few weeks later, so if you count that, then, yeah, it did, but...
0: But, yeah, I, I yeah. guess when it, when we talk about relevancy, I think it was probably a lot more relevant back then as you say, Andy, when it was a lot more niche because yeah. it was pretty much the magazine you bought, you were buying because, well, you enjoyed what you basically yeah. would look at their opinion and think they were kind of like, um, putting wrestling terms, like the Dave Meltzer or something, you know, it's like, well, if he said this, it's probably got to be true. So it's not a good game. Cause the PlayStation magazine I used to have, they didn't tend to sugarcoat things. If it was a bad game,
1: they would just oh, say, really? a, yeah,
0: yeah. Give it like a 20% or something. Right. Uh, men in black Two, That was a bad one. <laughs>
1: I used to be I used to read p c gamer their magazine and they were they were exactly the same I, I saw a load of pad reviews on there, but they were usually for games that you'd never even heard of. They would have like a review section near the back end of it, and they'd go through like the big releases and the small releases and they I always felt like they were always honest they never never had any reasons to you know beat around the bush they would just tell you straight if something was bad or not, but those were the days where I took those opinions a lot more seriously because that's that's all you had. And when you were a kid, you had to be, you only had so much money. So like, when you wanted to buy a game, you needed to make sure you were buying a good game and not wasting it on, I don't know, whatever would be the common, <laughs> whatever would be the uh, modern equivalent of a bad game.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh,
2: for, for me, it was always more back then. I mean, I, obviously I did read some of them magazines, but I was more relied on word of mouth yeah. more than anything else. You know, just people I was talking to and stuff.
0: Yeah, well, say so that's really. It really begs the question of like how. Well, how did it affect you back then? Then, because basically you just answered that question. Because even myself, like, if a magazine told you, you tend would tend to just lean to go, oh, that's a bad yes. game. I'll just avoid that. Whereas modern day me now, I I think I'm still swayed by them. I tend to look at like Metacritic, which obviously that brings all the reviews together and puts them into a percentage. So like, if there's 50-50 bad, good, it's 50%, that's more of a thing. But if it's obviously like Witcher 3, when that first came out, it was just everything was positive. And I just remember thinking, "Obviously, oh, yeah. it's going to be a good game. Mm. Um, so I would tend to listen more to, because here's a good example. When, when Jake, back in the day, got a 360, because the new Banjo-Kazooie oh, game yeah. was coming out, uh, Nuts and Bolts, I remember, I remember this vividly, saying to you, "The reviews for that are not very good," you know, and you were like, "Oh no, I'll just I'll play it for myself," and it wasn't very good. Oh, was horrendous. <laughs> yeah. I mean, looking back, it wasn't that bad a game,
2: but it just—if I'd have looked into it for more than five minutes, I'd I realised, oh, they've completely changed the gameplay style, so I'm probably not going to like this. But because I've been waiting so long for another Banjo Kazooie game. I just saw it and thought, right, well, I'll need that. So I bought an Xbox 360 purely for that and a game called Sonic the Hedgehog, but it was Sonic 06. I'm sure you know what that is. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah. I played them too and then promptly got rid of that 360 and then didn't have a a console that generation for another two or three years. Purely on that experience. I, I,
1: f- <laughs> I, I, f- I find, though, like, I, I try to avoid reviews, like like especially these days, because I've had it before where I've been told that a game is specifically bad, and then when I've got the game and loaded it up, I go in with the expectation of it being bad, and everything I have, and my output is, it's all a negative outview of what that game is, mm-hmm. and I feel like that impacts how I actually find the game is. So I, I like to go in and experience it for myself and make my own decision.
0: Mm, no, that's true. That's... But
1: I, I have bought games before that I've been told are bad, and then I've really enjoyed them. Yeah. So, no, me too. You know, no. like, you've got to take everything with a pinch of salt. These mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I've got to admit, um, one game, which because at the time I only I only really read IGN, which I, really now I don't tend to really read them that much. But um, at the time, Alien Isolation had just come out. And I remember it got a really, it got like a six out of 10. And I was like, oh, it's going to kind of be like Alien Colonial Marines, then it's probably not going to be a very good game. And it wasn't until like two years later when I think it was, I don't think it was on games of gold or anything. I think it just came down in price. It was like a fiver in CEX. And I just thought, oh, you know what? I'll just check it out. And that, it, honestly, it wasn't a 6 out of 10 for me. That was like a 9.5 out of 10
1: game. Yeah. I I bought that game day release. I didn't listen to anything. I just saw the videos and I was like, this sounds like a game I would enjoy. And I absolutely loved it. I didn't even realize that it got negative. I think IGN
0: gave it. Until you just said. Yeah. It. IGN gave it a bad review. But when you actually looked around, mostly it, was t- it mm. tended to be really good. Well,. On the on the
2: flip side of that, I've had as you know yourself, there's a few games that are universally thought of as bad that I think are quite good. Like, I'll defend it to the death. I think Jute Nuke and Forever's pretty decent. I, I don't understand what the
0: Sorry, wait, no, which, I, which, I, which like,
1: Duke fair, Nukem is this? Is this the one that well, the last the, one? The, that the came
2: newest out. one. Oh. Yeah. The one that the one that came out after like yeah, I don't I don't <laughs> understand. I mean, but bear in mind, I don't really like first person shooters. Like at all, right? Yeah, but yeah. I loved Duke Nukem back in the day, and I bought that, and I was like, "Oh Christ, this is actually pretty good." Yeah, I, I bought everyone it. everyone says day it's terrible, and I so, same here. Yeah, it's
1: terrible. Yeah, I think I traded <laughs> it. I bought it, and then traded it back into game about a week later after trying it for a few wow. times. I was like, "I just this is
2: but just like, not because obviously I've, I've I've heard it from Dan, but what is it? What what do you think? Why why don't you like? it? I
1: just don't think it's a very good shooting game." Like, if you compare it to other shooting games of its time, like, it was around, like, Modern Warfare 2, I think, was out at that time. Battlefield 3 probably was out. And, like, if you compare it to that, like, yes, it was funny at times, and it was pretty different for what it was, but the actual gameplay was just a bit like, it's, it's, it's like a game that's, like, five years out of date. Maybe that's why I like it then, because
2: I didn't like shooters at the time at all. That, so that I never sense. played it.
0: So I, yeah. I, I can't really have a, I I, I don't like to have opinions on things until I've, like you, Andy, like, until I've actually played them. Like I can kind of say oh, I've heard this, but to be fair, even looking at that game, because I went over to Jake's um, that day. I remember finishing work, and I think you and a mutual friend of ours were playing it. Ed. Mentioned him a few times. I, I can't. I can remember. And I remember he was sat, and I was thinking, oh, because obviously there was loads of hype around the game. But also, I was hearing as well, it's not very good. A lot of the reviewers were kind of a bit like, yeah, this game's. But I just thought, oh, I won't say anything. I'll go in. And even watching it, like it was kind of kind of like Christmas morning when, um, you know, you get you know, you get given a bad gift. I kind of looked at Jake <laughs> and thought that he kind of was trying to see the the good side because I was watching it like this looks terrible. But I look at Jake and he was like. Bloody mere Cal. that's great great this, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> there was a bit when you got shrunk,
2: yeah, yeah, and you and were driving, driving a car. That yeah, And yeah, that car. was kind
0: of like you, Andy, it seemed a bit all over the place. And just graphics wise and AI wise and things, mm. it looked like a, an Xbox game, let alone a 360 yeah. game, it looked yeah. like an old game. I, I think, fun. I think,
2: why because, like, Sorry, go on. I was gonna say, like, a lot of uh, not a lot, but you don't like Goldeneye, do you? And no, I think that's the greatest shooter ever. So <laughs> we mentioned this on the PC
0: yeah. podcast actually, and Did we? yeah, you know, you're the same, Andy, you, you couldn't really figure out the controls. I think
1: yeah, you know, I'd never used the first and only time I played it. I went to my friend's house who had a Nintendo 64, which I'd never used that controller before, and he didn't really explain any of the controls, and he just kicked my, <laughs> he just kicked me all over the place on it, and I was like. Yeah, this game's great. Uh, I don't know, I don't know <laughs> what I'm doing, but it seems fun, right? Yeah.
2: Well, basically, when it comes to shooters, that the way that controls—that's the way I can do it. I can't use two sticks at once. I've never been able to. I'm better on a PC with a mouse, mm-hmm. but using two sticks, I'm just awful. No, it, just took, it. it took
1: it took like I was terrible. <laughs> with, which game was it? I'm fairly sure there was a James Bond game that came out on the PlayStation Two, which was had. Really weird controls, but at the time it was like revolutionary because you could look around. It wasn't like Doom where you just Agent turned... Under Fire. Yes, I think that was it. it that Agent was... Under Fire? Yeah, that's the first one. So that was the
2: first. That was the first game at shooter I played with the twin sticks. So that would
1: have been the one. I feel like the controls were different as well. I feel like I can't remember. It's not the way modern day analog sticks work when it comes to shooters. It was very unique for its own thing. And I remember getting used to that. And then like Call of Duty, like. Can't remember which one it was, came out on the PlayStation Two. It wasn't one of the main ones. It was one of those like side ones, which was nothing to do with Infinity Ward. And they they used the twin analogue sticks and I could not get used to them at all. They were so difficult. Maybe it was before the days of auto aim, I don't know. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> what was the game really that revolutionized that? Would it have been Halo? Halo would have been
1: the biggest one oh, at that possible, time, yeah. yeah. Like, um, I would have thought. They
2: all were kind of doing it. I don't know when... I don't. It was, for some reason, even though the PlayStation 1, like for the latter half of its life, did have those two analog sticks. They didn't really use it. But as soon as Xbox GameCube PS2 came out, that's when they all started going that way. And even I'll admit, control-wise, yes, it is better. I just don't like it. Just can't do it.
1: <laughs> just can't. Mm, i yeah. just years of practice. I can do yeah, it. I, I, I've, I've yeah, I of shooting yeah, games before. I
0: tend to now just play with a control, even on PC. I try to tell. I, I, mm. I just can't. I think it's because years upon years being a console game yeah. even with games shooter games i think i'll still t- stick a controller in which is bad because i should really be teaching myself how to play with a keyboard and mouse like hell <laughs> let loose i'll play with a yeah. keyboard and mouse but mm. i find it very hard
1: yeah i don't know how i know that game is supposed to be coming out on the playstation 5 and xbox one series no. no sorry the xbox series x <laughs> i have no idea how that game's going to work on console well hustle, i've will. played a lot of that game on pc and it's how's it gonna work on a controller? Not not to say that you can't use like a first person shoot on a controller. I mean there's just so much more to it than just run and gun. Yeah. Yeah, there's no there power it's fair. not battlefield.
0: We'll say so we'll just have to wait for the reviews, won't we? And then and on that, you see, we can we can <laughs> yeah, you know, very easily segue back into the yeah. well, topic. I'll actually I'll go on to talking about
2: um like I said, I don't think it's something we discussed actually before, but I think it's something that I'd need to mention, that the kind of game critics I like is the most famous one, is the angry video game nerd, the ones that run through, that sort of play a character more than anything. And there's loads of them. There's Ira Gamer, Cadicorous, there's, there's a lot about there. But I like the fact that they'll review games from, sometimes they'll review some at Modern, not necessarily the video game nerd won't, well, but you know what I mean? But often they just review a game from any era, any console. And sometimes yeah. they'll go out and find the really low-hanging fruit, you know, the universally bad of the worst of the worst. But often they'll, and I'll, they'll review games that might be quite good from the past. Like, I learned a lot about Earthbound from AVGN's video on that. And um, that's my favorite kind of critic. I know that's not really the type of what we were talking about, but I thought it needs mentioning. Because I have found out about a lot of stuff. I mean, I found out about the Atari Jaguar through his video of it.
0: Yeah, if you know what yeah. I
2: mean. From I don't know, two thousand
1: seven yeah. or whatever. I, I I hadn't heard of I hadn't heard of the Atari Jaguar until I'd listened to your episode of the podcast about <laughs> oh, it. <Yeah>. Right, fair <laughs> enough. And was like, wait, what? Well, this was a thing. Yeah. And then I spoke to uh, my assistant manager where I work, and he was like, Oh yeah, I used to have one. Yeah, they were glory days then. Yeah. The first yeah. ever like sixty-four bit system. That
0: <laughs> I know. And for anybody out there that's not listened to the episode. Go out there and listen to it. There you go. <laughs> it's like episode two or three, isn't One of the first, isn't it? It's quite an early one.
2: four or five. Because it was, that's I feel, yeah.
0: Well, confession time,
1: actually. Um, we, it's probably like our it. least favourite episode. Yeah, I don't like it at all. Yeah. I, think, I think we fumbled. All I right. think it didn't, yeah. Yeah. Your own words, Craig. I oh. think it's a good. Also, that's completely.
0: It. If anyone hadn't listened to that, it's probably put them completely off now. Anyway, <laughs> or made them think. Well, Mad about? <laughs> yeah, it. To have a look. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you be the judge. I think it back. gets better from there. It's one of our best ones. It's one of our most viewed ones, to be fair. All oh, right. So you know. Um, I'll stop advertising on my own podcast, (laughs) Um, but yeah, I guess what we're talking about is the evolution of it then, because Mm. you're saying you'd you'd rather listen to you like characters, really? Yeah, I mean, I mean, don't get me
2: wrong, I do occasionally, but that's more what I go for. But I'm not, um, I'm not going to them for the look of oh, I'm. How can I word it? I'm not watching them thinking, "Oh, I'm thinking of buying that." I'm watching it to be entertained and learn about a game I might not know about, or see their their opinion or their, you know, the funny character do opinion on a game I might know very well.
0: We well, see talking of video game yeah. car- well uh, characters for the most modern one I can think of is Angry Joe. Do you, oh, do you really-
2: I was never a fan
0: of him, but I know I know who you yeah. mean. Yeah, like, who who would you watch on YouTube? Andy, would you watch characters or would you actually like watch an IGN video mm-hmm. or?
1: I, I, when it comes to me wanting to buy a new game, I, I just tend to look for gameplay videos. I mm. just want to see the game itself rather than a particular oh. character because I can't say I've ever found someone on YouTube yeah. that has a lot of similarities in games that I like because I've got a pretty broad amount of games that i would play i just tend to try and watch the gameplay and then i might look at like like you said on metacritic i might look at like i don't tend to look at the critic reviews i always look at the user reviews i always find that they're more honest um hmm. or, or like if it's on steam i'll have a look at the like overall rating of the percentage on steam but yeah i'm not somebody who seeks out one particular youtuber to find out what they think of a particular game
0: so there is one i watch uh game ranks he does that before you, but like uh, before you buy.
1: Yes, I have oh, watched I a few of mean. those ones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah
0: he's t- he tends to be quite mutual. Like, he, if it is bad, like he won't downright completely slate it, but he'll he'll be very like on the fence. He'll say, "Well, I didn't like this because of this, this, and this," but you might like it because of this. You know, he just. I think he's he's probably a sponsorships uh, dream come true because he doesn't outright say a game's bad unless I think it is outright bad. But um, he yeah. tends to. Not sugarcoated, but he'll just tend to be very honest. Even with like the high review games, he'll always look at things he didn't like. Because obviously, there isn't a perfect game out there. We all have our favourite games, but there'll always be something about it that we didn't, mm. didn't like. I've never played a game where I'll go, well, maybe at the time I'll go, sorry, one I thought was absolutely perfect. There was everything I loved about it. But now going back, it's like, because it's such an old game. Time's not been a good thing to it. So there's certainly,
1: yeah. I feel like, like, like my favorite game of all time. One of the things that I, well, it's Bolivia, by the way. One of my favorite things about Bolivia was its flaws. Like, it was not a perfect game, but it kind of added to it. Like just talking to citizens who change accent mid conversation like it just kind (laughs) of added to my entertainment of the game like it wasn't the story that got me i enjoyed the combat and it's just the general goofiness of that game and it it came out of time when i really wasn't i think i just finished secondary school or it was coming up to exams and it was a pretty stressful time and that was my release was playing oblivion and i just adored it it was such a terrible great game
2: me, me and Dan spent an evening once just watching videos of stuff like what you were oh. just saying, just ridiculous stuff happening to people. It, it was pretty well, hilarious. Throw, throw
0: back again to our 360 uh, PS3 top 10 games. I, I think Oblivion was in the top five for me. I yeah,
2: think. It, it was on there because you, you weren't sure whether to go with that or Skyrim, but you went with yeah. that because you just personally... Because well, it's preferred. my personal yeah. favourite,
0: yeah. 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 Um, but... I think you said, oh, I'm going to definitely check it out. And you went and got it, didn't you? Yeah, I did play it for quite a while. But you just... It was too old. I couldn't...
2: Yeah, I don't know what it was. Because that generation for me, like I kind of touched on it earlier, I struggled... I would have spoken about it on the podcast before. I didn't get into it properly till it was about halfway through. I think I bought my PS3 in 2011, something like that. So that was about... To be honest, it was closer to the end than the... Do you know what I mean? So um, I missed a lot of those sort of games, those... I say early open world. Open world was before, but you know those truly. Yeah, you, you know, and when I was trying to play it, I just—I think by that point, I would played
1: Breath of the Wild, so I'd been a bit spoiled, if you yeah, know what yeah. I mean. And I was just like, struggling you can modern yeah. day open world games to to like games like Oblivion back in the day. They're just too. But I
2: do different completely different. But types. I do remember watching like Dan play Oblivion and your cousin play it as well back then and I remember thinking this looks amazing Mm -hmm. but I I didn't have anything it was at the time yeah yeah. that's
0: what I mean Well, going back to my point Metal Gear Solid 1 at the time don't get me wrong at the time it wasn't mind-blowing because it was still polygons and we were in that era of you know it was very much a game but it was because it was the first very story-driven there wasn't a game like it really was there at all like looking back but obviously now because it is so it's kind of like the old Resident Evil I know you love them but Mm. Just a lot of the hard cam stuff and things. It just because yeah. yeah. a lot of things we've done to evolve as, you know, through games is a lot of things are better off in the past. Yeah. Like as much as we love to look back, it's I definitely think, a product. Of yeah, no. If you're going to remaster,
2: yeah, definitely. I think sometimes I don't know what it is, but those old Resident Evil games. I'd love it if they made more like that. But I understand why a lot of people just
1: can't take to it. If you know what I mean, mm-hmm. it is a
2: very bizarre way of.
1: I think on PlayStation a few years back, they released Resident Evil Zero. I think it's like a remaster, but it kept the whole hard cams. Uh, I really struggled to play it. I just couldn't get into it. Like when I was a kid, I would have loved it, but I just, I don't know. Just kind of got used to it having a different system and just preferring. it. I get what
2: out. you're saying. No, because I played that. That was a great remake, that was, of Resident Evil Zero. I wish they did, um, what's it? No I don't actually because I was going to say I wish they'd do that with the older ones but they kind of did <laughs> <Like> very recently <laughs> um, but I think they have I've not played a 2 or 3 but I think they have changed it so the gameplay is the same
1: but I don't think they've got the hard cam no. anymore I'm pretty sure Yes yeah. so I, I played Resident Evil 2 and 3 and Resident Evil 2 was excellent like it was it was the perfect mixture of old school gaming mixed with modern gaming like it didn't have the hard Mm. cams but it had just like old school stuff that you don't do anymore where you're like you're stuck in the police station if you played the game and you need to unlock a certain room and you found the key but it's not like a part of the gameplay you can run off and find that key and open it it was just so old school that it just really worked Mm. but because a lot of old school gaming just doesn't belong in modern gaming these days no mm. no offence to, to anyone who out there disagrees yeah. but <laughs> no it's true though I don't know. Like, I'm not, well, yeah, no. not going to argue but yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> well I'll be on your side there, you? well, there's, there's an idea for a podcast which I'm definitely not going to do but like reviewing old games in modern eyes <laughs>
1: Oh, I mean, some of them, like, you I, know, I, can't, I, I could go, I couldn't play Oblivion now. No, that's what I, I mean, but it. it'd be funny, wouldn't it, to, <laughs> you really could, to like, it? go
0: back in, like, to, you yourself, like, say when you were playing that game, saying, oh, my God, because yeah. we all did it, we all do it now. What's the future going to be? Mm. You hop into a time machine, you're obviously going to think, you're still going to have that view of, oh, that looks amazing, but you're going to mm. meet a version of yourself going, oh, no, that's not age. Well, it's like, <laughs> like
2: we've actually probably on here, on the podcast, spoke about before that there's a lot of older stuff that will always look good, but there's a lot of older stuff that looks so dated it's unreal. Like if you take Super Mario World for the Super Nintendo, that will never not look good. The colors, it's vibrant. Do you know what I mean? For yeah. me, and we've I've said like there's a lot of PS2 games that generation, and I think that's the one. And maybe some people say Entity Four and PS One as well, but I think they kind of have a certain charm to it. But that might be because of nostalgia. I don't know. But I'll go with the PS2 era. None of that ages well because that's the first step of things tra- no. starting to look real, but not mm. quite being there. You look at like if you I, look at yeah. GTA Three, like because it's it's the the genesis of what Grand Theft Auto is now. It just looks atrocious. Mm. I'm not I'm trying not, I'm not trying to, you know, yeah, yeah, piss anybody not really off. Saying, but not like, exactly um, saying. Yeah, like um. and uh, there's loads like that on there. And I find that the hardest generation to go back to for whole, that very reason. It's the
0: whole uncanny valley thing, isn't it? Um yeah. it's like we're at that. I think even now three sixty we'll look back at that and probably go, mm, but there'll be a few games maybe that because, like I've said it before on this podcast, but like with Gears of War Remember Gears of War and Gears of War 1 and it got remastered for the Xbox yeah. One like a generation later which never really happens. Like obviously now it's it's commonplace
2: now. Yeah. Isn't it? yeah. But
0: even then I remember thinking oh, that, that looking at the old game compared to the remastered there was like it was night and day. And it makes me think now to like Xbox One to Series X I bet that'll be it would be ridiculous again in like 5 years time it would be night and day if they remaster games.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I think it'd be less so, though compared to Back in the day, like jumping from PS2 to PS3 was a massive jump. I don't think it'll ever be that big of a jump. I, I, I just I think just, like graphics. I, I actually think
2: the like Mega Drive Super Nintendo to the PlayStation N64 is the biggest because that was the change from sprites to polygons.
0: Yeah, mm, yeah, but then I yeah I can see yeah I'm I'm kind of on the fence there because I know what Andy's saying because obviously there was a massive with 360 it seemed more but. Yeah. Like now, well, we, let's put it this way: they were jumps, but we we're not in an age now. That oh no!
2: I think three sixty to Xbox One, yeah, like PS3, PS4, and then this jump. Now they've been, obviously the the different, but you, it's yes. a lot more gradual. Do you know what I mean? It's not like as, people
0: like me and Andy would probably see yeah. a difference straight away, but like so, someone like you, we probably be in a like side by side you go It's hardly no. any difference you know what I mean because uh, you're not really into uh, FPS's and <laughs> all that and-
2: yeah no but like I say a lot of games I play can come out for any of them really it doesn't really yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's true yeah, yeah it's like my- one of my favourite games of that generation was Shovel Knight and that'd probably you know you wouldn't be far off getting that on a Mega Drive would you so mm. you know what I
1: mean yeah but- it's that kind of style of game, yeah, isn't right? yeah. same it? Same Sonic Mania. Like you could I assume that somebody could easily have just put that into a, a Mega Drive. Probably and, m- and you could play Sonic Mania on that. Like it's exactly the same, <sighs> probably not. I Pixel know what Flags. you're trying to say, yeah.
2: but probably not Mega Drive. Sega but, Saturn definitely, but mm, not yeah. the Mega Drive. it's the, just a bit too
0: The sound and there's HD texture. It's a bit too much. Yeah, yeah. Even though it did, did, did do a lot of good things like so we've already done it done it to that, yeah. Sonic 3D and stuff. But anyway. But moving back again Sorry, yeah, <laughs> to game reviews. I suppose we should really mention we did touch on it, YouTube now everyone's a critic mm-hmm. like would you yourself Andy say would you ever like put a, have you ever put a game review up before like say on Steam because you can put you can write a review of a game
1: yeah I've, I've, I've I don't tend to do reviews all that often because I don't think people care all that much about my opinion and i feel like i'm just jumping on a bandwagon sometimes uh and if it's, if i've not and also i'm one of those ones where if i think i've not got anything good to say then i won't bother to say it uh mm. but yeah i've certainly put reviews up to games that i feel have deserved a really good review like i'm one of those people that will buy like i don't know three games a month as an example and i will play them all for an hour I don't feel like I could ever give them a full justice review saying, yes, this is a great game, you should buy it, or no. But the, yeah, like, there's a few games I have given a review for that I've put a ton of hours into. Like, I think Team Fortress 2 I gave a review because mm. I have played a uh, living heck out of that back when I was in my teens. That game was so good for its time.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Well, say, it, it kind of is with Steam because you can literally submit a review after playing the game for, is it like f- a half an hour, an hour. Well, that's not say, fair, I didn't know really. if there was a time on or not. Yeah, I, there might not even be a time limit. I think you need to play. I don't think there is. No, but, but one thing they do on game. Steam
1: as well is they will actually, when you put your review up, it shows how many hours you played yeah. at the time of the review. Oh, that's quite good yeah. actually.
0: Because I've I've only ever done it once. I think on Steam, I've done it on Metacritic once or twice as well. I'm like you, Andy. I'll only do it for a game I feel needs maybe just a, you know a bump mm. in. Whatever. If you
1: feel like it needs help. Yeah. So to say, like Death Stranding,
0: I did that because I put 93 hours into that or something. And Mm. I just thought, I've got to put something. And like, I obviously absolutely adored that game. Like, and I'm a massive fan of Kojima. So I just thought, yeah, no one's. I don't think it even got a like, to be fair, whatever, because I didn't, Mm. you know, I just wasn't. I'm like you, Andy. I kind of. I was like, well, you know, I, I can, I'm only going to put it up. But I'm not going to put it up, hoping someone's going to see. I can it. understand
2: just... with a game like Death Stranding as well why I'd want to put a review up because it's very polarizing. Like, because there's bad reviews as well, isn't there? So, like, but for me, I'm trying to think of. I know I mentioned it all the time. Probably, I think I've already mentioned it today. But Breath of the Wild, if I wanted to put a review of that up, what's the point? It's been praised to death.
1: Yeah. Do you know what I
2: mean? Like, <laughs> what, but, what do you
1: feel like you could add to to, it, that, to make exactly. it exactly? Like, say something different than nobody else has already well, yeah. said
2: but that reminds me actually for both of you guys i've got a question uh, I'll, I'll ask you first dan have you ever thought to yourself have you ever had it in your head when a game's coming out or you've thought i am going to buy this game and then have you ever seen a review that's made you change your mind
0: oh good question um yes at the top of my head i can't tell you um, i know it's happened <sighs> what was it now Somebody's wanting to tell me it's Alien Colonial Marines. I think it was Alien Colonial Marines. Which is the one before that isolation. Yeah, and at the time, it was one of them typical... Say, I can tell where we're going to go after this, but (laughs) um, it was trailers and everything. It looked like this amazing next generation. Oh, the AI is going to be amazing. It did from the trailers look great. Closer to the time, it got really, really bad reviews. Yeah, and I just can't... I don't think... It it was before the day's pre-orders had really lifted off... I was definitely living over here at the time. It was the 360 generation, Andy, was it? Colonial Marines?
1: Yes, it was, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, and I remember Yeah, I remember just thinking, I'm not getting out anymore.
1: Really? Yeah, so
0: yeah, it has happened. What about you, Andy? Have you yeah. ever had that?
1: I remember this was... I, I honestly couldn't tell you what the game was called, but there was one in PC game that they were talking about, which there was like a small tidbit about it in, in the magazine. It was like kind of like Unreal Tournament, but it was more money-based and like wins could get you money and then that that would put you into an arena. And I remember reading about that and then the review, I was like really hyped for it. There was like nobody talking about it like online and then all of a sudden the game came out. I saw the review on PC Gamer and they slated it. And I just never looked at it again. <laughs> just at the time, it sounded a lot more exciting than mm. they said it was.
0: up yeah. well, so, so well, you, you've never done that, then? Do uh,
2: you? No, most games I'm dead set on getting are either a franchise I know and love, like uh, Mario or Oddworld or Sonic. You know what I mean? So I'll be getting it regardless anyway. And there's nothing else that's been like new, new that you know what I mean that I've been that dead set on. That I've ever. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, um, the only thing that I bought recently, which I would never played any games from the franchise of, is you know, Sackboy, a big adventure, the mascot from Little Big Planet. Yes. Um, he. I actually did look at reviews of that because the game I thought it looked really good. It, 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 it was. I think it made my top ten PS4 games. Actually, um, it was a 3D platformer starring him, and it looked a lot like Super Mario 3D World. And I thought, that looks amazing. But obviously, I very rarely buy games when they're £50. It's such a rarity for me. But I really wanted it, so I thought I did check out reviews for that, but they were all really good. So that probably would have swayed me, if they'd have all been terrible. I probably wouldn't have bought it then. But no, it, to answer the question, no, it hasn't happened. But that's the only time I can think of where it might have.
0: Kind of completely contradicting ourselves from the beginning now, aren't we? Saying, oh, we don't really listen to reviews. <laughs> yeah, we have. Yeah, but
2: you guilty. take
1: them into consideration. Yeah, like, yes, I, I'm, I just,
2: I'm just using that as an example. But 90% of the things I outright buy without even thinking about it is when there's a new Sonic game, a new Mario game, or a remake of a game yeah. I love,
1: like when the Medieval remake came out a year or two ago, <laughs> that sort of thing. Well, I, suppose- I find that sometimes I specifically don't listen to reviews. Like uh, I I kind of regret not doing now, but if (laughs) a game is getting hate, I tend to ignore it for the simple fact that I just think like hating on a game now is just a trend. Mm. Like if somebody was to say a bad, like say, like I'm trying to think of a good example, but like like Cyberpunk for example. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there's been a few games where I I pre-ordered them for the beta, Mm. and those games were Anthem and Fallout 76. I pre-ordered them and they had mm-hmm. issues in beta. All right, they had issues, but they said that that's what the, that's the point of the beta, right? Is to find those issues and fix them. So yeah. I played the beta and was like, right. Apart from the bugs, I enjoyed what I played, and I continued with my pre-order and got the game. And I think I hated Fallout seventy six is one of my most Hated Hated games? Hated games? <laughs> no, no, no. Like, I have such a dislike for that game, and I've got a friend who's obsessed with it. And every time he talks to me about it, I actually get angry. <laughs> <And that laughs> I get angry about a video game that I bought for £50 from the PlayStation Store. Jesus. Uh, and I played it once, and yes. let, every time they brought an update out, it, you had to redownload the entire game, which Ooh. at the time, my internet was. Not great. I think it was like I think the I think it was like 28 gigabyte updates and they had one like every other day. So every time I turned my PlayStation on to play, it was like, "Oh, there's a 28 gigabyte update that's going to take 6 hours to download." Jesus. Yeah, uh, that was, and I, um... I played it once. I played the beta. really enjoyed the beta. I saw there was bugs, but they said that they were going to fix them. But yeah, they never <laughs> did. Not oh, sorry, they, they, I'm assuming they have done now, but I just... Well, I might think... It's
2: funny you say, I mean, I know all, all games drop in price eventually, but it's crazy that that was 50 quid once, because I see it new now for under a tenner.
0: No, yeah, there was a, right. the thing is, at the time when that game came out, I think within a week it dropped 30 quid. And then it got to the point, anyone that hasn't watched it, um, Internet Historian... Oh, well, I think all yeah, like, yeah, we watched six, this, didn't yeah. we, yeah. Honestly, go out and watch that, because it's a brilliant example. Um and
1: yeah, I, I love that video. It, it just goes to show how much hatred I have for that game. It just confirms <laughs> that they were worse as a company than I thought.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it was, yeah, that was just made with problems. And, you know, Anthem as well. That's a game I forgot, actually, that. And because we, at the time, we, we were all playing on console. And I remember, Andy, you were really excited for it. Yeah, i I'm, I'm, the I'm, gameplay too... videos am excellent. Yeah, I'm too much of a pessimist. I'll admit that. I am just a cynic when it comes to certain things. And I was just very much like, oh, it's EA. And you know my (laughs) love for EA. And I was just like, I don't know. And then as it got closer, I remember there was like murmurs of, yeah, this isn't going to be very good. But Andy was... You know, God love him was like, sticking to his guns going no I'm going to get it but then sadly me, Dale everybody just cancelled everybody cancelled
1: their yeah. order because so, it was a game we were all going to play together and yeah. then I found right. out when my copy arrived that everybody had cancelled it and I was like to
0: be fair to you well, I, to be fair to two. me I, do, I did tell Andy I think two weeks before but then yeah. Dale if he's Dale listening Dale told me on the day <laughs> <laughs> thanks Dale <laughs> cheers <Yeah>. for that <laughs> I think Hopefully I traded it in like four days later
1: and the you value did. had gone down to like 15 quid it's a trade-in-it yeah. game at the time because everybody was doing it. Well, that's the so ridiculous like thing. Was it that bad? I'm not even really too sure. De- what it, yeah. is. it was just riddled with bugs and the gameplay wasn't great.
0: And they never fixed it. They abandoned it. Oh. They just, to this day, I think to, they're, to they're to run about fair, shutting I the did,
1: servers down. I, I did watch a video recently, and they went back to it. I can't remember who the YouTuber was, but they went back to the game, and they had they went through like the news releases of them saying like they're going to change the gameplay and do all this. And mm-hmm. since then, like they, they I think they said was it, it might have been twenty nineteen mm-hmm. December. They said they were going to change all this stuff, and they've not done anything. Wow. No, Didn't well, it's got speech. potential that game to be a good game. Like the the concept of it is really fun. You're all essentially, I in Iron Man suits flying about killing enemies (laughs) like that sounds really fun but in concept it just just wasn't yeah yeah yeah.
2: speaking of bad releases i know that you wanted to talk about a a, a very infamous bad release of the cyberpunk review system i mean i don't really know much about this so i'm going to leave it to you two to
1: so it was a weird (laughs) system so for reviews reviewers so uh, quote me if i'm wrong here dan but as far as I know, they, no reviewers got their own copy. They had to live stream the PC version to their computer and they could play that. So. I
0: think so, and also I know when it came to reviews, they could not show any of their own footage. They had to only oh, show yes. what CD they could only Project
2: Red. Well, that's yeah, a red yeah. flag, isn't exactly. it? <laughs> but
0: this again, anyone else? The red flags. did Everybody be cancelled pre pre-orders because it was CD Project Red.
2: Who did the Witcher three? Right. Yes.
0: Every. I'm not joking. The 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 hype and the pedestal that they were on. It was like Rockstar, but Rockstar at least no they are, like, they can maintain it. Whereas mm. CD Projekt Red, I think, just blew up in popularity. Whereas Rockstars, we've said, chipped away and went up. And don't get me wrong, we've heard things that are a bit fishy about Rockstar, but let's face it, really, to be a good industry, you've got a baby. Well, yeah, because if you look at those early GTA games, I mean, yeah, the the good, fun games,
2: but they're not as groundbreaking as they became, no, they? Exactly. And then, obviously, they've made more yeah. sense. But,
0: the... yeah, the... Uh, the...
1: Go on, Dandy, cool. sorry. I was yeah, no, say, like, if you compare a Rockstar game... <laughs> <laughs> sorry, we yeah, I knew that was going to happen.
0: But go on, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh,
1: so you can see with a Rockstar game. When was the last time a Rockstar game came out that was a buggy mess?
2: They don't do it like White like Nintendo. It's, uh, it's they the they best put way. so
1: much polish on it that they're not going to. Like, I'm sure they've been released with their issues, but nothing to the extent of Fallout 76 or Cyberpunk 2077. It's just not a thing. That's, it was I, very. I, I could be wrong on that.
0: But the thing is, it was Cyberpunk, it was very fishy, but it was only until after it came out that these reviewers essentially, because it was basically, you had, like, for example, um, Alana Pierce, she kind of, she wasn't sponsored, but she was very much, like, seen as the person that you go to to get information from. Obviously, when it came out... She didn't defend herself too much, to be fair to her. She'd hold, but yeah, it was one of them. There was a lot of shady stuff going on because of sponsorships and because of deals and things. It was basically you can't say anything bad about this right now. It's like the embargo thing. Embargoes are I hate them because there's sometimes like an embargo is essentially the date the review can come out. Some developers will not let the reviews come out until the day it comes out. Right. To me, that is a red flag straight away. I'm like, why are you waiting yeah. till the day of release for us to see reviews? Well, the same thing with movies, isn't it? When sort, sort, that sort of thing happens with movie yeah.
2: reviews, it's always a film that's uh, not the best.
0: No, exactly. Yeah. But... I remember, like, because, well, obviously, we both fell for it, Andy. We, we we were both so excited for Cyberpunk. Oh, my God, it's got Keanu Reeves in it. <laughs> He's from
1: that is pretty, pretty Well, that was well, not to <laughs> me, but it was yeah. an added bonus. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and yeah, I just remember I, the night it came out, playing it, and I loved it. To be fair, I loved it at first, and it wasn't until, I think I got about two hours in. I st- it was kind of like you've started really seeing the cracks,
1: and... Which the, which version were you playing it on? Was this
0: on the Series X? The Series X, which apparently was the yeah. second best to play, it was basically the closest you get to a PC version of it. Like I didn't have which any. The
1: version I played of it.
0: Yeah, there were no bugs or anything. Like when I say bugs, there were but, but there were no game like frame rate drops or anything like that. It performed hmm. really well, but it was just suddenly like, oh, you know, we, we've we've got all these NPCs that are amazing. You can do whatever until you realise that. One, your backstory doesn't really mean anything because you only literally have like a little ten-minute playable thing of your choice, and then it all just goes to the same place no matter what character you play, right? Um, and just the NPCs, very just literally—I remember seeing like three of the same people. The first thing I saw, I was like, "Hmm, yeah." You know I mean, but it's because the hype and. Just everybody was saying this is going to be the greatest game ever. It's going to cure world hunger. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it did, right? Yeah. I think I think one thing, though, to be fair... Well, not to be fair. I think one reason that I got hyped for it... I don't get hyped for games very often, but one reason I did is when they released that gameplay trailer. Gameplay in inverted yeah. brackets yeah. Um, <laughs> of it was basically a it was showing all these different options and choices you could have in the game and how it affects and that was so smooth and there was zero issues with like, obviously there wasn't going to be issues in that because they would have polished it out but there was zero issues going into that they were like well it's practically a done game by the looks of this and that was what two years prior to release so i was like yeah. surely they're just finishing up polishing how bad can this really be and then Like when I got Mm -hmm. hold of the copy and was playing it, I with me being on PC I didn't notice that many issues. Like there was the odd time like an NPC would walk through a closed door or there'd be like NPCs walking into each other or the police would spawn on top of you if you did anything Mm -hmm. wrong. That kind of stuff. I was like, Oh, that could be easily ironed out and then you start seeing the You know the news reports of things like the issues they're having on the Xbox One and the PS4, and you're like, oh, Uh, oh apparently the.
2: uh, I mean, I've I've not played it, and I don't think either of you two would have on these, but apparently on like a base PS4 and Xbox One, not a Pro or Xbox One X. Apparently, it's borderline unplayable. Yeah, I mean, I've not. Yeah.
1: I just well, the they took, time... didn't. They remove it from the PlayStation Store.
2: I was just going to ask because yeah. it's—I th- I don't think it's up there. No, it is even now. now. Oh, it is it is there now? now? Oh, but it's got a. What I, I, you know, I do right.
1: find really strange about that was it—was it to do with the fact that the game was so broken that they took it off the store? I think it was or, because or, it was, or, was, it was the such reasons behind it.
2: Well, there's there's probably more broken games on there, you know, from indie developers and stuff. But I think it's because of all the hype, and they would have got that much pressure from people wanting refunds and stuff like that. They just thought, let's just take it off. It's just not worth the trouble. But That's wait, what I think. But, I just but why was it Cyberpunk well. when I got
1: it? Because Fallout 76, in my opinion, was. Well, obviously, I didn't play the PlayStation version, or PS4 version, but Fallout 76 was way worse condition when it got released than Cyberpunk's
2: was. wasn't as high profile. Uh, was it, it was, was high it profile, but.
1: I think. I, I I don't I could be completely wrong with this, but I felt like I heard at the time that it got removed from the PlayStation Store because they obviously saw the original build of it and it wasn't right. But Cyberpunk, oh sorry, CD Projekt Red promised them that the day one patch would fix all those problems, and they didn't. And I think PlayStation were really not happy that it didn't fix the game on day one, and that's. That makes sense. Because they felt like they were lied to by CD Projekt Red. I am well, be face completely it. wrong on that. but We, we were all lied like, to. Like, like there's,
0: there's no sugarcoat in it. We were all lied to, really. Because the stuff they showed us in them gameplay trailers... It's like No Man's Sky. Half, don't get me wrong, No Man's Sky now, they no. have gone on that's and fixed their game. Altogether. Yeah, it's an amazing game now. But I just don't think... so I just can't see Cyberpunk going that way. I just think it's... I think they'd have to literally just make a new game because there's too Mm. many things that may that that, that, too many problems with it. It's like I don't know. I think if they just change one thing, because that's what I keep hearing. Apparently, like there'll be these new patches that come out and always fix this. Oh, look, there's a new bug now. It's just too much. you know, the the, the, uh, the,
1: the, the uh, cyberpunk subreddit is so uh, fun. There's so oh. many bugs that pop up after patches. It's just fun just to watch. But it is a game that I'm going to go back to when people same. officially are saying that it's fixed. Because I got halfway through the game, I'd say. I think I put about 20, 30 hours into it, and I Crikey. started to notice more and more. And it was starting yeah, to distract me away from the actual game. And I was yeah. like, you know what? I can wait. I can wait. I've bought this game. I don't need to come back to it until they say it's fixed. And wait for the free DLC stuff that they said that they're going to release for it as well. And just mm, play yeah. it off with that. But one thing, I know this is kind of an odd segue, like (laughs) that also could have been relevant to Cyberpunk. Like one thing that you don't get anymore these days game demos that was the best way to review a game and think demo it was for you. Like, you like if you bought a magazine back in the day you got a demo disc yeah. full of demos right. you, if it was pc you could install it on playstation you could just run it off mm. and then that was the best way to figure out if the game yeah. was for you you got to well, play it for free
2: while we're on this i need to mention it because <laughs> i barely I, I only like i saw something on youtube about them the other day and i had forgot about them do either of you to remember on playstation demo discs there was a thing called net Eurosy. Or I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but every demo disc had a few of them, and what they were were people that bought a specific PlayStation, which came with a dev kit, so they could make their own games.
0: Yeah, the, the indie games. Yeah, I yeah. remember there was one. Some of like them a, were great. Yeah, there's like a slaughterhouse one where you were top down. Was that's that the you one play? where you're going around with the guns. Yeah, I yeah, playing the. Hell I can't out remember of
2: that. what it was called, but I used to play that. We, me and my mates, once we'd spent like hours playing that, and that was just a free game yeah. on a demo disc. And there was loads of it. I mean, some this. of them were god awful, but they were just made by. By people, they were indie games.
0: They yeah, were just indie like before indie games were indie games. They were indie games for the PlayStation. PlayStation. Yeah, because you could yeah. buy.
2: I mean, don't get wrong; it was expensive, but it was cheap for a dev kit. It was probably about five hundred quid, mm. and it was a special PlayStation that obviously could function as a PlayStation, but you could do all this with it. Do you, do you not remember them, Andy? No.
1: no, not at all. I used to play a lot of Demons back in the day because I was. When we go into Tesco, on aren't you go to the magazine section? It always pestered me, Mum to. Oh, oh yeah. I really want to play Settlers free or whatever yeah. game it was <laughs> that was out. I the demo that made me fall in love with the franchise
2: is when, when I'm a, I got a PlayStation for... My, it was my, cri- my Christmas and my birthday are very close together, and it was like a joint present for the two of them when I got my first PlayStation. And it came with a demo disc. It was called Demo 1. A lot of PlayStations came with them, but the demos had changed You know, every six months or something. It would be different games. And Abe's Odyssey was one of them. I and that's, yeah. that's how I fell in love I remember, with... The, yeah, I remember yeah.
1: my friend had that game. Oh,
2: top, one of the best. Oh, no, it's so great. It just it game. just takes time. You'd get good at it. it just it's, a, it's, oh, yeah, a, it's trial sure. and error yeah. at its finest. If you know what I mean, that's basically what it is. I was what just what like demo...
1: casting that spell where you could take control of that robot and run around. With oh, and the, throw the, down the, the a pit. That was the yeah. best bit about that game for me. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> but the thing is, year, the demo disc itself. Like demos do exist now. Like you've got betas, which are essentially glorified demo. I um, think that's
2: that's what they've been replaced with yeah. nowadays. you do
0: you get demos still on the Xbox Store for certain games. Yeah, you, some games um, come with a
1: free demo, don't they? And well, what I, I don't I don't know if you've noticed it recently, but on Steam they start doing Steam Festivals where a bunch of indie companies are releasing their games as demos, and people can play it and then buy them at a discounted rate afterwards. Like that's starting to become a thing they're doing again. Yeah, but it's mainly indie games. You're not going to see any big named titles you've heard of. Well, you might have heard of some of them, but it's small.
2: There's Splatoon 2 on the Switch that had a free demo one weekend where you could, it wasn't a demo, you could just play the, the game for free, oh, free for weekend. a weekend. Yeah, yeah, so I did that. And then if you installed that, if you wanted, you could buy it that weekend for like 20% off.
0: You get it on yeah. Steam, you yeah. get free weekends. I
1: know,
0: I, yeah, so I did. I, I know you're it. gonna
1: hate me for saying this, Dan, but I used to have EA access. As it was called back in the Xbox One. And that was, you. whenever one of their new games was coming out, you could have a 10 hour free trial of the game. Wow. And then if you wanted to buy it after that, 10. And it was also released before the game came out. It was some like, I think sometimes it was like a week early access. So you could play it for free for 10 hours. And then you could buy it for a discount on the store for like 10% off. They still do that. Like, that was a really good system. I know people hate EA and they're probably going to hate me for saying how good it was. <laughs> but I, I think, I don't know if they're still doing it these days. But. Like, I remember playing like some Fifa's early early access on that oh. thing, and you could start and start career mode on it, and everything. I remember. And if you didn't want to buy, about it after that. the ten hours, you don't have to. <laughs> mm,
0: I I don't. I know now it's part of the ultimate. It's part of the Game Pass because I, I see it pop up on my yeah
2: net now because I've I've recently got my Series S. If you get, I think is it called Xbox Ultimate? Yes, well, you I get have. the Game Pass Live Gold and EA Play. I think it's called right. now. It's all
1: one one yeah. thing. Yeah, you get you get the PC one as well with that. The like Xbox Game Pass for yeah. PC, oh, I
0: think. Yes, so. well, I've, I've, got, I've got Xbox Ultimate. I don't know why I'd get rid of it now, to be honest, because so you've just got got Game Pass for, for that look, and for the PC. Literally, because
2: so. I've predominantly been, throughout the last few generations, a PlayStation... Well, Nintendo, first and foremost, but then a PlayStation of the two. But I bought the Series S because it was just so cheap for a next-gen system. I thought, I'm...
1: Oh, it's, it's insane. Exactly.
2: I mean, is. I'm not a fan of not having a disc drive, but for how much cheaper it is, I can deal with it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And... Um, Basically, yeah. I thought I got—I think you got a three-month free trial or something like that of Xbox Ultimate, and now it's just rolled in where I pay. I think it's ten ninety-nine a month, and I sound like I'm sponsored here, but it's just such a good deal. Yeah, <laughs> like it's
1: ridiculous, like how good it is. I yeah. do. I do feel like it's. That's how consoles are going to compete mm. these days. I feel like, like PlayStation, they're going to really have to pump in a bunch of games into their PlayStation now to yeah. compete. I know people love the PlayStation Five and they love PlayStation, and it's trendy to hate on Xbox, yeah. but you really the, can't uh, deny how good the game. I mean, passes. for
2: me, the only thing I've. I mean, I've never played a PS Five. I don't know because know that controls different, but I'm, I do prefer the PS Four controller. That's a big thing for Ugh. me. But that's, that's
1: preference, and everyone <laughs> yeah, has the preferences, no exactly. don't they? It's, it's yeah. because... Yeah, I, I personally love the Xbox controller, but I can understand people loving
2: yeah. the PlayStation. For me, it's mainly because, uh, and again, I'm not having a go, but the Xbox D pad is horrific, whereas the PlayStation one's really good. But if you don't play games that utilise it, then that's not an issue. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Because yeah. I prefer...
1: I can't say I use the D pad a whole great deal, so well, it doesn't that, that, that's it that my point. It. I, I bet yeah. a lot of
2: people don't, but I do for any games that are like 2D. D pads so much better than a. I mean, you can play it with a stick, yeah. it's, but it's just
1: is it is it basically the position? Uh, no, it's, it's a, the the, the, D-pad PlayStation the PlayStation D. Control.
2: No, it, it clicks. It's just not a not a very good D pad. It never has been. Going back to the original oh, Xbox, okay. they've never had a very good D pad. The
0: 360 one was okay. But then it went backwards. For some, you know what I mean? It Elite, went worse after that. The Elite Two, that. I think the Elite yeah. Two, because yeah. you can select them now, can't you? you can actually customize. Oh, I think it. you were telling me about yeah, it. That's yeah, that's because I was playing. Actually, I was playing Tetris. Um, oh, Tetris Effect uh, last night. and That's D-pad, mm. and I didn't really have a problem. Oh, I just completed enough. the game on normal, so oh, well. <laughs> obviously it worked in to some capacity. Mm.
2: Oh, it works. It's just I just don't think it's very comfortable, and maybe the positioning doesn't help. But Something about that PS4 D-pad. And P- well, all of them up to PS4. I can't comment on PS5 because I've never played it. But they're just... Again, I'm getting really into the nitty-gritty, you yeah. know? But it's, yeah, right. we'll um, move on now.
0: But going back to critics again, really, finally, we should really mention YouTubers and the, basically the, the world of... I did touch on it earlier with the world of sponsorships and how that can really skew certain... I think we're now in an age, like you mentioned the Steamfest thing... You know, free weekends. We're in an age where people are starting to get very uh, disfranchised by critics. I think because you don't know where to trust them or not because you don't know if they're sponsored by them, and that's the problem. Like um, Raid Shadow Legends, things like that. Because halfway through, because YouTube now you've got that YouTube Premium to make money. Now YouTube has put you, actual advertisement in their videos. You can't even We've been skip doing that
2: for a while. Yeah, we? yeah.
0: Um, and I think it can skew things a bit. But what would you say, Andy?
1: It's got to be a thing, right? Because At the end of the day, if there's a brand new big AAA game coming out, released by, I don't know, I say Ubisoft, and they give a whole bunch of YouTubers a certain copy, they're not giving it to every YouTuber, they're giving it to certain YouTubers, and if you think about it, if that YouTuber was to then go on and slate their game, say their next big AAA release they have, they choose their YouTubers again, they'll see somebody who slated the game, they'll be like, why would we send them a copy? And these YouTubers, at the end of the day, they're reliant yeah. on sponsorships by like, like Ray Channel Legends mm. and something like that. And they're also views. And if they're not getting the latest games to review mm. and get early copies, which people are all dying to see, then uh, it might skew exactly. their opinion and they might skip over things. So it's not like directly, because obviously normally
2: when YouTubers are think, sponsored, sponsored by someone or they're supposed to uh, claim... Uh, say it aren't they that that we're we're sponsored by this but um with that it's like it's not direct is it it's just subconsciously they might think well let's not be too harsh because like you said we want
0: yeah exactly yeah yeah i don't want to i don't want to lose my free games and my trendy sort of oh i'm a but again i I don't think
2: it's necessarily getting the game for free i think it's like uh you said andy i think because if you want to get your views you need them we don't need them, but it's best to have those early copies. So that's when people are mainly watching the review. Do you know what I mean? It's just. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's, um... yeah. There, there is a weird example of this. So I, I used to watch a YouTuber or who used to play lots of Hearts of Iron 4, and his name was Isoro Productions. But all of his content is a little bit edgy, shall we say. But a lot of his content is very different to the Hearts of Iron 4 uh, gameplay. So Hearts of Iron 4 is like a World War II simulator that's pretty much the game but he plays it for memes and just just the stupid stuff like he gets he makes like bicycle divisions and rides them into moscow as <laughs> germany and stuff like that um and he there was an event where they were releasing a brand new paradox game and he didn't get invited even though he's one of paradox's biggest YouTubers he didn't get invited because of the, con- the content that he did so I feel like if he hadn't done that edgy stuff, he would have been there, but because of his kind of content, yeah, like, that's just, a- like, you know, if he played it safe and just done Hearts of Iron 4 content, that was kind of serious. Well, that's no, say,
0: that's now the problem. And I guess really, the thing really to finish on is like, well, the message I've always said, we've both always said, I think we said on the PC gaming podcast as well, um, Andy is, it, at the end of the day, if you enjoy what you're playing, who cares what, what people say? At the end of the mm. day, you, you know, if you want to be like Andy... Completely ignore reviews, yes. just see gameplay, think, no, it looks like my kind of thing. Even if you're having a great time, but all your mates, everybody's saying oh, what a load of crap, and you're mm. having a good time, it doesn't really matter. So at the end of the day, we, we obviously we need critics for advertisement, things like that, but in my opinion now, I think we're we're kind of moving past it now. I'd like to think we are in the next generation. I think people are now going to now, especially since Cyberpunk, I think it is now a new well, age in a way for for yeah. the, the way game reviews work. Um I, I, that's just my opinion that's my hope I, I suppose
1: I mean, it's just hard to know who to you know trust and at the end of the day everyone's got different opinions on what makes a good game exactly so
0: yeah um, well I, I think that really concludes this week's episode I hope you've enjoyed it uh, I've been Dan And have Jake i am and Andy <laughs> and you stay safe bye bye